Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm delighted to have John Conlon on the show today. Uh, congrats on the PwC uh, Hurler of the Month Award, John. Uh, how's things? Good. Yeah. No, it's always nice thing to get an acknowledgement. But uh, yeah, it's lovely, to, especially it comes from the players. So it's, it's really nice and great award to run by the PwC. Yeah, uh, there's only one place to start, John, and it's not the win over Limerick. It's um, the brothers' wedding. Did you make it back in time to give the speech that night? Uh, no, I was lucky enough. Now I did. I did written out right, um, and I let my my brother's uh, best friend Owen uh, do all duties. But uh, yeah, he 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 was the uh, he was the the man to to lead the speech and, and give it out to everyone. So yeah, it was it was it was it was a great day for everyone, and um, really added to the occasion and something that we can look back to in years to come and and with a fun smile and, and a bit of a laugh and over a few pints was some nice. Is it is it easier to prepare a speech for the Clare lads than than for best man for a wedding? Uh, a lot easier, yeah. I've done uh, one before, and uh, yeah, you have a nice few whiskeys beforehand to to try and keep you uh, settled before that. Uh, it's a lot easier going to play a match, different things like that, and yeah, because you're you're trying to get little jokes and little things in. But yeah, it was a great it was a great day, and and, and everyone really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I was delighted for the for Patrick and Len. Yeah. Um, days like that, I suppose, John. That's that's what you dream of, really. Like, um, you know, I was only thinking after the game, you know, watching your interview and going back to the hotel. I'd say there was some reception um, when you did land back. Yeah, like at the, I suppose it was a great distraction in one way, like because um, on the day of the match, like you'd everything really well prepared the night before because it had to be ready, you know, which maybe I'd probably leave it until the day to get the gear ready or things like that, but. Uh, on the day of the match, like you know, between food and everything, I was really on on point, and um, it was a bit of a distraction at the wedding, and, you know, at the day, and, and and having a bit of fun um, at the before with the photos and stuff. And it wasn't really until we got to the to the team hotel at we'll say five o'clock that I actually really started to think about it and and really get into game mode. And um, 
And um, maybe it's a great thing, a great distraction because often you'd be thinking about the game all day, thinking leading up to it, and maybe taking that nervous energy away from you. Like so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a it was a super super day all around. So that was it. You went from the photographs with the suit on. I presume did, did you take the suit off before you met the boys, the Clare boys? No, I, I actually arrived at the hotel and I got changed inside in the in the hotel room and uh, and then just yeah, brought give the suit to one of the lads that he brought it into the gather grounds and. Uh, put it back on after, but it's the joke is after these we should all be wearing suits going to matches now. So, um, uh, but yeah, like the, the, it was a great day. Like come back then, I'd be I'd be trying to stay quiet enough now. So I kind of came in the back door and went over to the bar to a few of the cousins and uh, had a few pints with them. But uh, yeah, then got dragged out to the dance floor by one of the the, the bridesmaids. She was giving out that she she didn't have anyone to dance with. So <laughs> uh, it was nice to to get back and yeah, everyone was just delighted because. And I suppose the eighty percent of the people that were at the wedding would have been inside to get a ground zero. You know? So it it just added to the whole thing and and the atmosphere within the 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 the, the, the wedding venue and yeah, it added to them. So I was delighted for them both. Yeah, I'd say when you got back there, everyone was wants to talk to you about the match because I'd say they were all watching it and all roaring at the television from from where they were. Yeah, they were. Um, I think uh, Diego had. Uh, a lot of new subscriptions anyway that the from the the Catholic Channel area. So uh I say nearly every table that's had it on and they had it they had it as well at the 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 hotel had put a big screen up um, with the with the link to the match. So um they were watching inside and uh yeah sure look there was massive interest and I'm sure if my, my dad now he's so mad into it that if he'd if he'd been allowed to leave there around half six, six o'clock to get into the Gatacrons and I'm sure he would have taken a detour uh, before coming back to the wedding, but I think he was under strict instructions from my mother to not budge. So. <laughs> he was given out to the brother, I'd say, for putting it in the middle of the Munster Championship. Oh uh, yeah, well, he, yeah, my dad wouldn't be one out to hold back. So yeah, he got he got many a few um, picks. Uh, in fairness, the two of them worked together as well, so and uh, they kind of run the farm at home as well. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he uh, he got a a few. Uh, a few harsh words there at different stages. No better man than definitely. Pat to do so. Definitely, definitely. Um, I suppose, like, and the, there seems to be a great togetherness. Uh, back to the hurling now. We, we'll leave the, the wedding there. Um, there seems to be great togetherness in, in the Clare squad. And you talked about, uh, you know, the meeting you had the night before the game. And, you know, I suppose it would have been tough after, after the Tipperary match. It would have been easy, like, I suppose, to think, you know, like this mightn't be, this isn't going well, but everyone seemed to, you stuck together and you, you, you know, you said you believed that you could, um, you could stick it, stick it up to Limerick. Yeah, no, yeah. like, uh, like, I suppose after the Tipperary game, we would have been very disappointed with the, like, not, not with the way that we played, like, I suppose we, like, if you look back at the game, we actually played really well in different patches um, and, if you're looking at the stats of the game, we actually you know, created a lot of chances, more chances than Tipperary, goal chances, um, you know, puck outs against Stanford were on our side. You know, it's just, I suppose, the concession of those three goals in the first half and how poorly we conceded them was the big annoyance that came away from the game. And there's um, one thing we probably addressed a lot leading up to the, to the Limerick game. And, um, 
Yeah, look, like it was just, you can't give anyone a hit start of nine points like that against any team, especially Tipperary, the way they're formed, they're in at the moment and and and, and the goals they're, they're creating throughout the league and you see again in Cork there last weekend, um, there's no better team in hurling, in my opinion, than, than Tipperary to just, if you give them any snippet, they'll, they'll, they'll finish those goal chances. And um, yeah, that was the biggest disappointment of that game, in fairness, but uh we knew going into the Gaelic grounds that, like, we, we had, you know, we had had three kind of humdinger games against them last year, and, and we didn't, you know, we knew we can, we can, we can compete with them. Um, I suppose that any team that's that's reaching the levels there and the level of winning all Ireland's and winning games and the record they were on, um, you know, they obviously have that fear factor about them. But I suppose from where our point of view is, there people like. It's just that local derby, like that's the way we look at it. You know, is that it's 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 Clare versus Limerick in the Gaelic grounds. Like I suppose when I first started out my my hurling career, I was lucky enough to play against the the Super Kilkenny team that was going up along, and I suppose by just seeing the fear the 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 the, the Kilkenny jersey, you kind of nearly feared going out into the field. I remember playing them in the league semi final, going, "Would oh, this crowd or so?" Or maybe teams have that perception at times but um it's one thing that you know, i suppose our kind of game sake of life of their own in terms of that kind of local derby and, and you see that at club level like you know any team that you have a local derby with it doesn't matter how good they are or how, how bad they are it's just kind of between the supporters the people and and everything like that they were so intertwined that you kind of they just kind of those games take a, a different light compared to maybe a, a normal game that you might play like you know yeah um, I suppose like there was stages. Nicky Quaid made some great saves early on in the game, and you know you're kind of thinking you might have missed um, your chance. Um, but there seems to be a great togetherness, and I, I suppose it's been noticeable the last few years. Um, I was there for a few year wins in Turles last year, the year before, and it kind of seems as if Brian Lohan just just has everybody on side in Clare, and everyone is singing off the same hymn sheet. Yeah, look, I suppose when Brian's over the team. We were in a funny stage as a group. Um, we'd had a great relationship with our previous manage, management of Don Maloney, Jerry Connor, and they brought us on as a lot in terms of um, leaders on and off the field. And I suppose when Brian came in, there was kind of that issue with the county board thing behind the scenes. And we just saw this, in fairness to him, anything that we asked for, it was, I don't know where he pulled it out of, but he'd, he'd always pull out what we were asking for. And, um, that's a great sign of a man and uh, Brian has great connections and obviously from his time of playing for Clare, the respect that we have for him because of that and he kind of wears his, you know, he's a quite assuming man, he doesn't, a man of, man of a few words really like and, and um, but we can see the passion that he has like on match day leading up to big games and and uh, we just love kind of playing for him that kind of way and um, um, John, I, I just think he's a really, he's just Claire man is at heart and just wants the best for us and um, whatever you know we don't need anything it's just there like and, and we don't if we ask for something it's there straight away so that's just the respect that Brian has brought within the group he's brought in a really like at the time when he first came in he brought in a lot of younger lads and and then just that build up of the older kind of dynamic within the group and the younger lads and there's that lovely Bond there that's that I think all groups need, like you know, this um, without a throughout all the different age groups, and um, that's great within any group, in my opinion, of any team that I've ever been involved with or over. And 
Um, and then he's just added in terms of he is Brian Lohan, like you know that and that we all love the fullback for Clare, and uh, I think the supporters then love that kind of aspect as well. So, um, and they love just supporting him and the team, and and I think the way we play as well since he's taken over the team is a testament to the way he kind of played, you know. So, um, yeah, like I, t- I think it's just all all the different little factors came together and. Over the last two years or three years, it's been really enjoyable to set up to be around and be a part of. Yeah, he just seems very genuine, and like you can you can see that even in whenever we're interviewing him after the games, that you know if Claire lose, if you can see the the pain in him and how how badly he's taken it, and you know I'd say whether he's praising you or whether he's giving out yet, it's all genuine, and I'd say he holds kind of nothing back, and you probably see that. For for bad and for good, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's we often say it. Like his interviews are the exact same way that he speaks to us. Like, so, um, that's what I mean. He's a very genuine person, and and I often see that with managers or with anything in life, like in work as well. If if the person over you, like you know, see my own principal at school, like you know, she, she's there for you and she she wants you to succeed in life and help out. Um, and that goes throughout life. If there is people are there for you, they're honest. Um, I think you have a better empathy towards them. And just to me, he doesn't have people around him that are not going to have that either. Like John, so um, you know, I think that's a big thing to kind of say. There's no real airs of graces with anyone within the setup, and it's just all working as one to for the common goal, really. Yeah, I'd say he's not afraid to give out to any when when he needs to as well. Have you ever been on the receiving end of any of the? Tongue lashings. Many a time, yeah. Many a time. Uh, yeah, I suppose I'm easier. To, I'm, I'm well have to take it now as I got older. Like, well, yeah, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's many a time he's given it to me. But um, yeah, that's that's just his character. And just we we just take it as, as, as Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he was the first man to play there for, for centre-back for Clare. But um, Sean Stackpage there for, for your club. It seems to be a position that, that suits you. Um, whether it's reading the game and you know a bit of composure on the ball, the whole thing seems to kind of suit you back there. Yeah, look, I, I suppose the I think that was from me whatever years ago, and it was around thirty-one, like when we first came back from a COVID um, break, and look, I've embraced it. I've I've learned a lot. Um, I suppose at the time I was like a bit of a shock to the system. Um, I had played there obviously with the club that time when we got to the county final with Sean Stack. Um, but yeah, maybe it just suits my game. Um, I still have forward at heart at times and I go back up there with the club at the end of the year again. But um, yeah, I just, I, I suppose I've studied the best centre-backs over the last number of years and really see what they brought to the game. And then there's different things that I would have learned in the forwards that I'm obviously bringing to the backs then as well in my own mindset. And in terms of delivering the ball and different things like that into inside forwards and and uh, letting them do the shooting and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, look, I've learned a lot and uh, it's a kind of probably one thing if I was ever over a team in the future that I'd often give lads a bit of time in the backs or up in the forwards just to see what what they like, they don't like. You miss Sam um, getting the chance to hit a few shots of goal. Yeah, well, I, I gave enough time now throughout my career, given out in the full forward line or half forward line, given out to half backs taking shots or cornerbacks. Or, <laughs> so uh, I kind of let them do the work now anymore, unless it's an obvious shooting chance. Um, yeah, I, I give it to the to the shooters. So you were a small bit surprised at first when when Brian came to you and asked you 
Yeah, very surprised. Um, I'd, I'd come back from my knee injury and I we had just come back from COVID the second time and we were training about Pills Park training game. We'd, I think we'd been back a week at this stage training and then he goes, we'll, we'll have a training game on the Sunday. And he just came to me as I was doing the warm and he said, uh, we're going to try you at six today. And yeah, that's where it all started. Uh, for the as I said in my head, I went home to my wife. I was like, if he didn't tell me now for the last four months, I wouldn't have been up in the field doing loads of shooting, <laughs> trying to get ready. So I was coming back from an injury and uh, uh, wasted all that time above taking shots and shots and goals, trying to get right for for the new year. But uh, then your whole mindset changed that you to try and block ball and use the ball. And, and uh, yeah, but it was a great experience. And uh, yeah, I suppose it's given me new lease of life and uh, give me probably years out the other side of my career. Yeah. yeah. Um, just finishing up now, I know we're kind of running out of time here, but um, yeah, like was it, when you came back from the injury, you, you've kind of had no real setback since, or has it, you know, a lot of people maybe struggle when they come back from, from the cruise ships. You've, um, you don't, you don't seem to have missed too much action anyway. No, the, the, down the end of the year after, I was like, I hurt it. Uh, I hurt kind of a cartilage in my knee, so I just had a slight keyhole surgery on the same knee. But yeah, bare that, so I suppose the injury gave me that chance to go away and really explore my body and try and get on top of little injuries and niggles that I've had over the years and not have the time to kind of go after them and, and get on top of them. So, so we'll say March to March, I didn't really get a that was when I kind of came back training fully. So I got 12 months to really go away and just explore things and I got a really bad back as well like so a back injury so I was able to get on top of them research things like I'd, I'd done a degree in, in standard college and strength and conditioning and went off and did a personal training at the same time and um, yeah I was just got really interested in it and seeing how I could adapt and there's things now that I do you know, I probably move better now and uh, as fit as I've ever been and um, you know so I know it works for me in, uh, on and off the field and uh, yeah, I felt it was a kind of blessing in disguise, really, really. I don't think I'd be still playing if if I didn't get that injury in my own head. Have you an arm injury or is that a fashion statement with the uh, arm warmer? No, it's a very bad, uh, funny bone elbow from getting too many hooks into the elbow. So <laughs> um, yeah, back in 18, we were in the All-Ireland semi-final the first day, I swung back and hit that, I worked with my elbow and uh, it just was so bad then after that I couldn't touch it if anything so I was told to go off and just get a, a sleeve so it's like the NBA sleeve kind of yeah. if a basketballer falls so it's just a big pattern there so then yeah. I can't get hit in the elbow really so it's um, not a fashion statement and it'd be one if I could take it away and not, not wear it I'd be delighted but uh, yeah it's it's something different to it. Well it is one of the sore spells when you get one on the bone on the hurl when you're hitting a ball or solo with the ball. There's nothing worse, and uh, yeah, it's like a like getting boiling water and pouring it down the hole, right in, or left inside of your hand. So um, yeah, it's taken away that that aspect of of getting hit. But um, yeah, it's just a, a more of a protection and uh, something just to protect me from actually being able to hold hurling for the game. You know? Yeah, not a fashion statement. So yeah, listen, thanks a million for that, John. Uh, I've uh, taken up enough of your time, and so, and yeah, well done in the world, and best luck for the rest of the season. So, thanks, Ian.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.